This is Michelle Dawes-Burt of Real Chicks Rock. And this is RCR Presents Real Discussions, the podcast. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to RCR Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle dawes Bert, And as always, I'm always excited to spend the afternoon with you. I have some very, very exciting people here today. The topic today is young, the young entrepreneur. Hi, young entrepreneurs. Hi. 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 We're going to get into them in just a second, but I want to take a minute to talk about what RCR is all about. It's all about empowering women, and we do it through various different ways. We do it through community service. We do it through our T-shirt line, which we have new T-shirts we're launching. Look out for that. We do it through public speaking and mentoring, and we do it through the arts, the arts platform. Um, today's way of arts is through the communications angle, and so that's why we're here. And so with that we are glad to be here this afternoon so welcome guests welcome 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 we are very excited to have you so today's topic is the young entrepreneur and you guys are young entrepreneurs is that right now they're they're blushing (laughs) they're blushing because i'm talking directly about you and you so first of all i'm going to ask what's your name i am vincent williams is that right all right and you are I'm Vivian Parm. Everyone calls me Vimo. Vimo, Vimo, Vimo Star. Star. Yes. Don't forget the last name. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So you guys are pretty young, if I can say that. Younger than me. And I know I, I look young. You better agree with me out there. <laughs> yeah, I look young, but you guys are younger than me. But you guys are entrepreneurs. So I'm going to ask. I'm going to start with Vincent. Just tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from and, and all that? How did you get okay. to Atlanta and all that? Good stuff. Nice. Um, Well, I'm originally from New Jersey, but my family moved down here when I was younger, Mm -hmm. younger than I am now. Younger. (laughs) Um, And basically, when I was in school uh, at the University of Georgia, Mm -hmm. I was looking for things to wear outside because I work with animals. Right. And so um, it was that struggle of finding something that was really expensive to wear, mm-hmm. but it wasn't big enough for me since I'm a tall guy. Okay. And so I thought, okay, well, my grandma used to crochet. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out how to make my own scarf or make my own hat mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. it's functional for me. And mm-hmm. so that's where I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Vimo, tell me a little bit about you. I am a Tennessee Southern gal, mm. <laughs> but a lot of people can't tell. Um, and I moved to Atlanta for college. I knew that this is where I was at, where I was supposed to be. Okay. Um, and I went to Oglethorpe for a little bit right. and decided that that wasn't for me anymore. 
And I started Imprinted Souls way before I got here. Uh, my company, Imprinted Souls LLC, it was Imprinted Souls Radio when I was 16 years old. Wow. And I hosted from Blog Talk Radio up until, um, I think, 2014. And we just became syndicated. So, And we're doing a lot of other things like clothing and events as well. So just taking off with my business mm-hmm. <laughs> here. So when did you know that you were... you? Something inside of you said, listen, I want to kind of do my own thing. When did you know that? Um, I knew when I just started looking around me and seeing everyone in the same box. I'm from a small town, so mm-hmm. everyone is like, yeah, we're going to go to the community college across the street. And I'm like, I want bigger things for myself. I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. I'm the first college uh, student about to graduate in my family. So I wanted to break the mold. I was tired of being, uh, seeing my family struggle for so long Mm -hmm. and it was just a repetitive cycle. Mm -hmm. So I knew pretty early. um, I got into promotions for online radio when I was 15 and and, uh, that radio stopped. And I said, well, I want to do my own thing Mm -hmm. and I want to bring um, I want to get my own home life problems out mm-hmm. and connect with people who can understand and bring those people together. So it originally became a station that was just for my therapy. Right. Okay. Now, what's, what college are you attending now? Is it still Oglethorpe? No, or no? I, I attend Full Sail University. I go online now because okay. busy entrepreneurs yeah. can't really attend, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in-person school. But um, I am going for entertainment business okay. right now. Awesome. Now, Vincent, I like the way you describe um, what it is that you do. You are an artist, right? So elaborate a little bit more on on your artistry, if you will. Okay. Uh, Well, I consider myself a fiber artist. Mm -hmm. Uh, That allows me to not be constrained to a specific box, not be specifically a clothing designer or be a person who, like, creates... um, sculptures or pieces that go like specifically in a gallery. So I do anything from crochet and knitwear to uh, sports blankets. I recently made like a six foot by eight foot mm-hmm. sports blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was I've nice. Also, yeah, really, yeah, I was really <laughs> pleased with it. Um, I've made baby baby blankets, baby booties, gift sets. So um, I really like to look at it as more so uh, an artist's perspective mm-hmm. rather than someone who is like a designer, although that's a component of yes. what I do. Yes. Um, it's more than just that. Mm-hmm. Do you find that there are a lot of men in the, the fiber artistry? Not area? necessarily. I actually, um, like to connect with other guys like who do knitting mm-hmm. or crochet. Mm-hmm. So I've been connecting with guys who knit, uh, via social media. And it's really cool to see, other guys that enjoy Mm -hmm. just creating things from start to finish, because it's not just that, Oh, you just make something and here it is. It's done. It's the whole process, the journey of starting something with your hands and then finishing it and someone actually using it. So, um, I've spoken to people out of the country, in the country over, uh, on the other coast. So it's really cool. It's a big network. Mm -hmm. It's a big network. How long have you been doing it? Uh, I've been doing this for about, I want to say six years now. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I am self-taught. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. So you self-taught. My grandma started, uh, teaching me crochet when I was younger, but we never did too much. Mm -hmm. Um, and then while I was in college, I picked it up myself and like 
through books, mm-hmm. through YouTube, through online stuff. I just really delved in and created uh, turned a pat turned a hobby mm. into a passion. Because mm-hmm. so. I because w- I was going to ask because you're you're very smart, right? You're very intellectual young man. Kudos to you on your academic journey. I know your love for animals and that type of thing. So you were always busy. So was this um, the knitting and the crocheting? Was it therapeutic for you? Just an outlet to woosah from studying and doing all of yeah. that? Sometimes, sometimes it is, and sometimes it's. Um, Getting that rush of excitement mm. from saying, "Oh, I just created something," and it's like self fulfillment. Yes. Um, and I, I like to look at it as both. It's therapeutic, mm-hmm. and it's also just like very exciting. Very to exciting. Do. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Because you're your own boss. Yeah. And you call the shots. Mm-hmm. And so, have a lot of your friends seen your vision and and been buying your product and wearing it, and you walk by and you see your scarf yeah. or your hat, and that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. I on campus, yes. I had uh, a couple of people that purchased uh, uh, university themed items. Mm. Just I don't want to get into like copyright type right, stuff right. or. Um, Things where I have to be paying people to use logos or anything like that, right. but just themed items. Um, I've seen people on campus, and it's really cool to know someone bought it, and sometimes they don't know it's you that made it. Really? And it's like, yeah. Well, because cool. the name of your company or your 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 business doesn't insinuate that it's you. Right. Yeah. The name of my company is Vesuvio's Crafts mm-hmm. and that uh, Vesuvio is just a nickname that I've had for a while. Mm. Um, and so if you, you're you not close, you wouldn't know that. It's just like, oh, Ves- oh Vesuvio. <laughs> Who's that? And so it's like, it's really, it's really fun to see people like ask without trying to feel like they're being offensive. Like, so is that your name yeah <laughs> so it's, yeah i like it 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 just rolls off the tongue it for just me rolls off the tongue yeah. and you turn around product pretty quickly which is very impressive yeah um would you be able to handle like bigger orders because it's it's, mm-hmm. it's just you nobody anybody else in the family helps you out or is just you nope it's just me um i do like to have a quick turnaround i'm i really like to pride myself on something that I learned in school about myself, mm-hmm. uh, monotasking mm. is very essential for me. Um, if I am able to put all of my efforts into that one item, then I'm able to like really whip it out mm-hmm. and just send it off. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do like getting stuff done quickly mm-hmm. and that really helps. Yeah. But yeah. for bulk orders, it will take a little longer, but it's not too much longer. Okay. Fair enough. So now you, but the indie artist. Oh, um, I am a lead artist specialist. Um, I'm almost finished with my training for a company called, um, oh, sorry, Magnum Elite, mm-hmm. which has a division under it called the World Indie Billboards. Uh, you can find it at worldindiebillboards.com. And Say I that basically. Again, they can find it where? WorldIndieBillboards.com. World <laughs> sorry. Indie I talk a little fast sometimes. She does. Did you catch that? I'm World sorry. WorldIndieBillboards.com. It has an S on the end. Yeah. So don't forget that. <laughs> um, where I actually sc- scout artists, um, independent artists who are beyond talented and deserve accolades and the recognition 
in the industry mm-hmm. that don't seem to get it and who uh, don't want to sell their soul to a label and, right. you know, who want to make money being independent. And a lot of artists just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's very, you know, reasonable. Mm-hmm. If you have a solid 10,000 fans, you're making anywhere from 100000 to $130,000 a year if you do it right. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Say, we, say that formula again. Yeah, so if you have 10,000 fans, you what? You can... <laughs> say that again. If you do it right. If you do it right. You can make anywhere from $100,000 to $130,000 a year if you do it right. And um, the World Indie Billboards is the first independent... Uh, royalties association as well. So we have an in-house funding where we grant artists uh, royalties from playing them on our station, which I host daily on Grandor World Radio mm. as well. So um, we spend them, they get text requests and people vote for them just like regular mainstream billboards. Mm. And um, we actually, the mainstream, the crazy part is the mainstream will pay an independent artist nine cents per 100 plays. Right mm. now, mind you, that's not a lot. That's not. Ten, yeah. That's not. You know, ten thousand plays for nine cents is nine hundred dollars. Mm. We pay a dollar thirty per hundred, so that you just turned nine hundred dollars to thirteen thousand. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So I pride myself in working uh, with my mentor with her company as well. Um, and she also sponsors uh, my station and my company, which was just syndicated. So the World Indie Billboards also mm-hmm. sponsors Higher Art Radio as well. Congratulations on Thank the you. recent syndication. We're going to talk you. about that. But how is it that your company and your mentor and, and the the people you're tied to yeah. are able to make such a big increase in paying people? Um, well, my mentor has been working on this goal for 10 years now. And okay. it's a 15 year goal. She's invested $8 million into this. She's a, she my has a, she has a shell doors. I'm coming to work. What? She's phenomenal for real. Um, yeah. her name is Yamaya. And uh, she's all over my social media, so y'all can always hi, find her. Hi, <laughs> hi, hi, <laughs> yes. Um, and she, she, I work heavily with her to to get her dream. She's an artist as well. I'm an artist, so mm-hmm. we understand mm-hmm. uh, what it takes. And we, she's researched the industry for yes, years. Yes. And so she she found the loopholes and she found what artists needed because she's been offered record deals, but she didn't want that mm-hmm. for herself. Mm-hmm. So she took it upon herself. She said the indie industry needs me, mm-hmm. and um, so. I pride myself in learning from her all the time, yes. you know, cause she's invested and she has two kids. She's sacrificed a lot of things mm-hmm. to get and save up this money for artists. It costs artists nothing to be a part of what we do. Mm-hmm. All we ask is, you know, keep bringing other artists in, be active, participate. Cause this is a revolution. We want mm-hmm. the mainstream to see us making that impact. Yes. So we're, we're adding hundreds right now that I've scouted through and really proud of that. Cause the station our station has better music than FM. My Don't tell God. anybody. You said it. You said it. <laughs> tell everybody. You said it. You I'm said lying. it. Yes, you are. And you said it. You know, it's better than it's, FM. It's better than FM, I promise. Awesome. If, if you plug, if you go, uh, we're broadcasted through speaker, Spreaker. So if you go to worldanybillboards.com. Say, you, you gotta say it slowly. Okay, slowly. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little fast. Say, say. So worldanybillboards.com. Yes. And if you go to Grandor World Radio Live on there, you'll see 
see um, where you can submit music, where you can see um, how many people are listening. And if you awesome. plug it into your car, I swear it's better. Awesome. It's better. Awesome. So do you, <laughs> is it just, is it just um, vocalist or is it, is it? Rap artists, is it spoken word? This, like, is it every, every, these are indie professionals. I mean, the billboard specifically is for multi, multiple genres of music, right. but the goal is to let the world know to take indie professionals seriously. Right. So, um, we offer a huge platform for them. Mm, awesome. it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> amazing. I mean, you took my breath away because I didn't realize. <laughs> First of all, it was that many people yes. that are impacted. The, the the ratio of pay is just yes. and, phenomenal. And we just um, were partnered with Facebook for a campaign. So we're, we put $30,000 in to promote these top artists that we're supporting. And it's crazy because they're getting so much exposure. And we can, we're on week seven and um, it's, 47 weeks out the, out the year that we're doing yeah. this for the first year before we get to an award ceremony where people will get a distribution deal and things like that. So week seven, we're seeing so much of a difference in the original artists that got here mm. that came on week one. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing their fan base increase from a few hundred to five, 6,000. Wow. So it's, it's huge. It's phenomenal. You sound incredibly busy. <laughs> what is what is a day like for Vimo? What oh does my your gosh. day look like? Um, well, I go to bed around six AM and You I go to bed at six. <laughs> Hold up, let me pause. I'm not even gonna look over there. Pause. I can't I'm not gonna look. You go to bed at six. I'm getting up at around six. Around six five thirty. And, and then I get up around nine. And um you get three hours a day. Roughly, unless it's you uh, look great. That's gonna catch up with you though. <laughs> it is. Um but I mean we're working on a team for me. So it's just yeah. me for the artist specialist and we're training the team next week. So hopefully I probably won't get any more sleep. But <laughs> you but know it, the, enjoying it. Yeah, I I love it. I love artists. Um I record in the studio, I have an album coming out. Awesome. Uh, I'm a spoken word artist though, I'm not musically talented. Yeah, yeah, talented. that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, I, I understand and I love artists. So so much, you know, mm -hmm. and it incorporates very well with my station, uh, with higher art. We we actually do live uh, reviews on the independent artists that send me music, and I tell them yes or no. I tell them what's wrong with their track. We review them, and uh, it's great. It's a great connection between higher art and mm -hmm. world indie billboards. Awesome, so, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. So um, I get up around nine, <laughs> and um, I start scouting artists until about 1140 and then we have a show called the brunch jam on grand door from 12 to 3 mm. and then i'm scouting artists doing planning for my business mm -hmm. and uh having meetings and then on uh thursdays i have a night show from 10 to 12 uh which that means i'm doing two shows a day that day and um and then we're starting the night shows for grandor as well which is normally from eight to eleven so some days i'm hosting from six to seven hours a day wow. and then you know the meetings and planning and i'm always and in contact going. with artists so and you're so responsive you are <laughs> I am. you respond I, I try to you're I, very responsive you know, and i try to give as much feedback as possible sometimes it's really hard because we're we're not we have a artist development department opening but mm -hmm. we're not here to develop the artist just yet mm -hmm. you know if we see you have potential i'll tell you like what you can work on but i can't work spend too much time working one-on-one -on -one with artists who don't already 
already have it. They just need direction. Mm -hmm. So um, we see the best artists. We're looking for the cream of the crop. There you go. So, um, but I love artist development overall as well, you Mm -hmm. know, which I do a lot on my station. Mm -hmm. So, and um, it's great to have people send me their mixtapes early and I get to hear them early. So you get to hear them. So you're doing, you're doing everything. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about entrepreneurism 101. Yes, right. We're going to talk about the business model, the customers, (laughs) the customer base, how do you keep them, marketing, social media, all of this stuff, because these are the things that you guys are doing that are keeping you in the loop and keeping you engaged. And so when we come back from a break, we're going to talk about that. All right. Okay. It's not your situation, I just need contemplation over you. I'm not so systematic, it's just that I'm an addict for your love. Nothing you don't want to hold you, I never ever should have told you you're my Never ever should have told you you're my Rock. Hi guys, we are back and that was Donna Hogan, DonnaHoganSells.com. If you have real estate needs, questions, if you want to sell your property or you're interested in buying something new, please contact Donna Hogan. She's awesome. That number is 404-787-6599. Thanks for joining us back. As most of you guys may or may not know, when we take the break, we play music, we're getting it in, but unfortunately we can't air that music on Facebook. So we take a break and we leave you for a few minutes, but we're back. Today's topic, my guess, it is about the young entrepreneurs. These people 
are awesome. I just want you to know that they have their own businesses, their own brands. They're doing it. And so now that you guys are back for part two, we're going to talk about entrepreneurialism 101. So these guys are going to share with us what they do to keep their brands fresh, how they get there, all of the tough questions. So I'm going to start it off, right? So a lot of things when we start a business, we get this idea. We think we could just jump into it and just do it. We run off to the races because we're talented or we're gifted at that skill. And we go ahead and we're, pardon the expression, we're the artist, if you will, about it. Um, and then we don't think about the business side per se, or we don't want, we wonder why people aren't gravitating to our concept or to our idea. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start with you, Vimo. What is it? How did we start like a business plan? What do you do? What is that the first thing you do when you have something (laughs) burning in your belly like this thing? I actually didn't start with a business plan, okay. um, which I should have. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. Um, that's being very candid for mm-hmm. a lot of people who just jump in. And I was one of those people who turned, like you, my hobby into a business. Right. So, um, you know, when I realized that this is what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, where do I start? So I just researched and um, I tried to find the most modern ways possible because I think business sometimes and the corporate world is very like straightforward, like flat, not really, uh, which doesn't really fit my personality and who I am and what my business does. Uh, cause we're a humanitarian entertainment company, Mm -hmm. you know, we Mm -hmm. help people. So it's bubbly, it's fresh, it's what people need in the world. And I was like, you know, I don't want just a regular business plan. And I actually had to get help because I said, I have all these ideas how do I word them? And I'm actually a writer. So for a business plan to be difficult for me was interesting. Right. Um, so I wrote down my ideas and there's something on the internet called, uh, one page business plan models, Mm. uh, which is very helpful to at least start the process of a business plan. Um, which I, in, in class and stuff, we covered marketing plans, but we never covered business plans. Okay. So I was completely lost. Mm-hmm. And so I used the template and I filled in, I create in, I created infographics, which, um, took me a little bit mm-hmm. of time to learn softwares for that and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but I just started with the, the executive summary, like what, what did I want to do? Right. Right. And I just went into detail. Um, I included part of my marketing, who my audience was, mm. which still sometimes your audience will change as you grow. It will. And um, your mission changes as you grow. The, the things, your business is constantly transforming, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing, but mm-hmm. can be a lot of upkeep for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So I always keep um, my document where I can edit what I need mm-hmm. to. And if the vision changes, it changes. Mm-hmm. So I, I include um, a marketing portion. I, I incorporate um, data, like statistical data based on other companies that are doing similar things, mm-hmm. which a lot of companies don't necessarily do, uh, you know, all the, the similar things because we're a conglomerate. Right. We have three different divisions. Right. So opening up those divisions takes three times the amount of research. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I researched a lot of um, how much do nonprofits make? Okay. Because they're, you know, they help people. So yeah, that yeah. was the first part. Mm-hmm. I said, well, how much do nonprofits make? It's a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said, okay, well, what about entertainment? What about events and clothing? So I looked into that, right. wrote down all of those things, created the graphics of those audiences and basically tailored my plan to um, what I was reaching and how 
how effective my business can be based on those statistics mm-hmm. and, and what those audience buy into those companies. Yeah. So um, that was really my first step. It took a lot of research to figure out because if you want investors, you're going to show them a plan. Right. You know, if say, you say that again, Vima. if say you want again. investors, you have to show a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even just talking about bank investors, but which are great if they offer lower rates, but even private investors right. like for female owned businesses, or young entrepreneurs like they have different investors like that so um i went through i had some help i said look this is what i want to do so i went to a professional at first and then i kind of got the gist of what i needed to do um because i didn't want to put the wrong things in there you know you want to be careful with how you're portraying your business in all aspects right so um i got help i said and i asked even my professors to look over my mentor uh when she came and, and started in you know when i proposed the idea for her to invest i said look over this tell me what i need and um so she helped me more with the, the financial aspect because when you're from a small town and you don't know about making a lot of money, mm. projecting large income is very difficult. Right. Um, I, that's probably realistic for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, because I, I've never seen a million dollars. So I don't, I don't dream. <laughs> of course I dream that I can make a million dollars, but I don't project in my first five years that I'm going to make $500,000. I'm just not going to do that, mm. but it's very realistic. It is. And so. Thinking about those numbers was hard for me because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, oh my gosh, I can yeah. make, you know, and paying yourself, distributing how you're going to pay yourself yeah. because you're always going to try to give yourself the under, the, the lower half. Right. Um, so it's like you kind of have to mix your ethics and what mm. you deserve and, mm. and also be, realistic about what things are going to cost you, um, unexpected costs, you know, if you're going to need a building, how are you going to be spendthrift in your business? Um, you know, are you going to run it out of a home office? You know, you just have to take every single aspect into consideration, um, including the startup costs, which is very important to a lot of us. Um, and I still haven't reached all of my startup costs yet because we're slowly throughout this year starting Mm -hmm. and finalizing everything. And it's a slow process for, um, um, I think young entrepreneurs and business owners who don't have a lot of backing, mm-hmm. um, you know, we are sponsored. We are getting more investments, but it's still a, a show and prove. Like you still have to show yes. your investor and prove to them that they can, that they can trust you to make that money yes. back yes. and be beneficial to their accolades. So, yeah. um, it was just a long process. It took me probably about two months to really gather a lot of the information that I needed, um, to understand my market better, to understand what I was doing, you know, mm-hmm. and I had a moment where I had to reevaluate what I was doing, uh, because transitioning from a hobby to a career is, is, can be difficult and sometimes and scary we, and scary. And we tell ourselves that it's not realistic, but it is, it is. you know, and we were like, Oh, you know, I, what if it doesn't make money? Well, if you're passionate about it, it'll make money, mm. you know, and, and people. She's blushing. Yeah, I am <laughs> because I had to tell myself the same things, you know, so just as a CEO and somebody who show produces and, and hosts and, and does everything, you really learn how to do everything in your business before you hire someone That's else or, yes. or get help or anything like that. So I had to be the, the queen of all trades yeah, in a sense. And so it took me a long time. I mean, six years and my fifth year was the time that I actually formally made it a business. So go. 
I wasn't making profit for all this time because right. I didn't know how. And I right. had to research and, right. and revisit what I was doing right. so many times over. And I was pursuing school and other things like that. And I didn't really have family support. So getting myself to an entrepreneur mentality, it was there originally, but it took a lot of fine tuning yes. for me to believe mm. and, and really know what direction I was going in and changing and, the people you hang with yeah. and talk to and your yeah. audience and your crowd and yeah. the and things you read uh, and understanding a market yes. and marketing and social media marketing is, can be difficult if you're not aware at all times. Right. And cause the market's constantly changing. changing. Internet radio is becoming more prominent than, yes, it than is. FM radio. Say that again. Internet, Internet radio. radio is becoming more prominent. Yes. Than, than FM radio because people want the, the, the realization that things can go global. Yes. If you have internet, you can reach it. And, um, the fact that this market is people want, iHeartRadio is taking over all the FMs. You know, like the fact that people are shifting to FM is such a, it's a big trend that's happening right mm -hmm. now. And, when I first came out, internet radio wasn't as big of a deal. No. So it, noticing that trend was what really set me off. Like, whoa, hold on here. Yeah. I'm about to, you know, I need to jump you on gotta this. Jump on board. You know, and I was doing internet radio, but it was the mentality that I could pursue it and be more successful and reach more people that way. So. I mean, business plans and th and marketing plans, they take a lot of research, but I started with those two goals in mind, you know, getting my structure. I said, I want to be the CEO that, you know, I'm very familiar with my company. Mm. I don't want there to be a million chains and I don't know no, everybody. Right. You know, eventually there will be a lot of people that work for me that I don't, you know, speaking it yeah. into existence. Yeah. Uh, I see eventually. You. Yeah, yeah, of course. You, you know, I, I want to yeah. be, I want to provide jobs to a lot of people. Yeah, I'll be you working know? for you, Bimo. <laughs> got my I'm, resume I'm, together. <laughs> <laughs> but Coming you know, over I, it took me a long time to get there. And so I, I, I projected those things for me. Yes. And so knowing that that's the direction I have to go in is where I started with my research saying, okay, this is the end goal. And I'm, I'm a visionary. I see the bigger picture mm -hmm. and the little details can be hard for me sometimes. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't admit that. I don't know why, mm. <laughs> because everybody's like, yeah, you know, I did this, but what about the middle? Y'all are missing mm. the steps to get mm. to the big part. Mm. And that's me. You know, I see, I see the painted picture. I don't see the fine lines all the time. Mm. And so I had to train myself to be that type of person, to see the small details, to see the shift, to see how people treated me, to see how they treated, mm. you know, different trends, to see um, what was going to last and what wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. like those types of that mentality and that switch and that attention to detail is what made me a better CEO and what has prepared me to speak to all of my employees, to speak to know everybody, to have, if we are in different divisions, that I know exactly what's going on. Everybody, my structure, when I start employing people other you know, than myself, mm. is I want everyone to speak to me. Mm. I want the final decision mm. because it's my business. I have the dream. And not everybody understands the whole dream and what you see 10 years from now. Right. So right. I want my in the now to matter for later. Mm. So that's kind of the, perspe the perspective I keep when planning and starting everything. And it's still a process. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still, I have a new logo coming out today because it's like, okay, my, my logo isn't 
what yeah. I want it to be. But so, you evolved. You've evolved yeah. from five yeah. years ago, six years yeah. ago. So. Well, my logo, the recent one for higher art was from last year. And um, my mentor is constantly keeping me on my feet. Mm-hmm. She's like, this logo isn't going to work for mm-hmm. what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like the website's being revised, but I'm not a website editor, mm-hmm. but when you do everything in your company, you learn how to make you websites. Learn. You learn. <laughs> you, you know? Learn. And, and I said, look, this is the best website I got right now. Help me out. So it's, it's the point of putting something out there and really working every, I make changes to that website every single day and it drives me nuts, but I do it, you know, and it's, it's because it's the, it's the motion of evolving with your company you and go. your company evolving with you. There you go. So CEO, I'm not going to look at you. How old are you? <laughs> Um, I'll be 22 look, this year. Look in there and tell I'll how, be 22 <laughs> this year. <laughs> 22? 22 in uh, May. A whole t- in two months. Yes. So you're doing all this at 21 because yes. you're not even 22 yet. Yes. Okay. Put a pin in there. I want you to hold that. <laughs> Let me slide over here to Vincent. Hey, Vincent. Hi, Hi. Vinny. <laughs> Talk to me about your business model. Did you came out come out the gate with one initially or how did you evolve to to get that or do uh, what you do so for me i did not have a business plan in the beginning mm-hmm. i originally uh just came <laughs> thank you i originally uh came straight out of the gate just okay i'm gonna make some stuff right People like my stuff. I like my stuff. Yes. So I'm going to just go ahead and sell this. But um, for me, I, I, my mindset is like a science mindset. Mm. I went to school for medicine. I'll be transitioning to sports medicine. Mm. But I always had friends who were in like Terry College of Business. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I see you're outside, you know, throwing the frisbee around. I'm in here studying. <laughs> Y'all seem to be having a lot of fun. And so for me, that like disconnect uh, was something that like I think actually hindered me Mm -hmm. from where I am now. And so I think the collective conscious is a really beautiful thing. Mm. When you start connecting with people whose skills are different from you, Mm -hmm. then that allows you to all grow up and glow up together. Mm. So for me... Uh, originally I researched, uh, business plans on my own and I saw mm. stuff that was like tr- very traditional mm-hmm. and I saw stuff that was kind of getting to where I yeah. fit in and okay. it's like the brick and click type of business model okay. where like they both have a physical location and like things that are online. But for right. me, I'm just myself. I'm not going to have like a whole store mm-hmm. the size of like a mall. Like mm-hmm. it's just me online, similar to Etsy, but different. And so uh, I spoke to my friend that was actually a Terry College of Business student, and we sat down and developed a business plan for me mm. um, during one of the weekends. Mm-hmm. And it was just as simple as that. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just seeing things from somebody else's perspective, perspective when they have the knowledge that you don't right. and you're able to figure it out. That's what really helped me. And so that's where I came up with my business plan and everything that I was familiar with more so fits on like marketing and branding mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff that you learn um, innately when you're making your own mistakes as you grow <laughs> your business mm-hmm. um, and you're bouncing stuff off of your family mm-hmm. and bouncing stuff off of your friends. Mm-hmm. But just having that business background, this is like their education mm-hmm. that was really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. So that would be one of my biggest uh points of advice for someone who is thinking about 
starting your own business or anything like that, because if you don't know, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid and don't go for your dream. Go ask somebody who can help you. There are people who went to school who said, I want to help somebody. I want to reach a hand back Mm -hmm. and bring someone up with me and Mm -hmm. push them farther than I am now. Right, 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 right. That's good. That's good. Do you find that you have to um, revisit your model often or it's pretty solid right now? You don't have to make any changes. It's pretty solid right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The things that I try to work on are developing a wider connection Mm. with my audience. Right, okay. Um, just because I'm not uh, in like a physical location, mm-hmm. I have to utilize everything I can to connect with the people that I fit that I feel will fit best with my brand. Mm-hmm. And so Instagram, Facebook, uh, there are people that are YouTubers that yes. uh, do dyeing like mm-hmm. they dye yarn. Mm-hmm. That's all they do all day, every day. Right, a lady's right. just at home dyeing yarn, and you're like. <laughs> Really? really? You're just at home dying yarn. And you would, I would never know that. It's a little lady in Montana just dying yarn. And so you got to connect with everyone where you can. And so I think that's the fun and beautiful aspect mm. of what I do. Mm-hmm. And so do you, do you find that your customers age from a certain, is there a range of the age of your customers? Um, it's, it's a bit of, both it's a bit of i feel like there's a certain age range that purchases uh from me but then i feel like there's a wide range because my products fit everybody so there are people who are uh buying gifts for newly parents Mm -hmm. and there are people who are um buying stuff for themselves and Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's just based on you and your circumstance, like your current standing where you are, because mm-hmm. if you're just like, oh, I'm going to buy a gift, it's perfect for a gift. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to buy myself a scarf because I live in New York mm-hmm. and <laughs> this is a necessity. Right. Like, right. It's very individual. It's an individual experience. Do you think if people saw the face of you that that would draw more customers? Do you think? I think so. You think so? I think so. And I, I like face-to-face interaction Mm -hmm. because that allows you to connect with their being. Right. Like what makes you, you it's, I don't know, a very organic interaction Mm -hmm. is very fun for me. And that will leave a good, good perspective or good impression on them about you. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that would broaden anybody's audience. Mm -hmm. really, Mm -hmm. Because your logo, your image is, is, is not, it's a silhouette or imagery yes, of it is you. A, I created it. It's a silhouette of me. It just doesn't have my hair. It doesn't it, have so your hair or your, or your melanin. Beard, or yeah. So so the people in Montana, do you think if they knew what you look like, would that make a difference or no? Your product speaks for itself. I feel like product speaks for itself. Um, whether or not uh, my aesthetic mm-hmm. will impact someone's mm-hmm. uh, purchase is a very individual like mm-hmm. thought process. Because mm-hmm. like, women are fickle. Women yeah. are very, like, ooh, he made that. Oh, let me buy yeah. that. I'm trying to tell it's you. A, we, you. Right, yeah. right. Women are, oh, he's cute. Let me get yeah. that. Right. I'm just, I I'm, mean, I think, just, yeah, I, I think that that's an honest, yeah. It's an Did honest. you say candy sales? Did she say candy sales? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, 
something you have yeah. to think about. Yeah, you have to think about. Because I'm not saying you have to do it, but I'm just saying because. Oh no, yeah, it's it's something that you should mm-hmm. like. Your everything plays into what your brand represents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because again, because this is not what you're offering. The, the products you're offering is not typically done, or we don't see a lot of men right. doing it. Yeah. And the fact that it's just done so beautifully mm-hmm. is it has people's eyes big like wow this is really great and then if they saw what you look oh my god i gotta get six colors like they were just (laughs) and and just buy you out so just i was just wondering if you felt any pressure any way about that i think you're fine the way you're i'm just asking because women have a lot of buying power right Mm -hmm. we make things happen we say we're broke but we always find money to do what we want and buy what we want. And, you know, we just said five minutes ago, I don't have it. I'm broken. But then he was like, Oh, I just gotta have it. And we make a way. Mm -hmm. And so we're just a, we're just a huge consumer in the, in the market. Mm -hmm. You know, most of the stuff that's purchased is probably most likely probably by by us. So I was just asking, you know, do you find that you have to kind of gravitate to that or, or not? Um, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like that may like influence it sometimes, but Mm -hmm. that's not something that I necessarily think about too much. Mm -hmm. I just have the vision of my product Mm -hmm. and then who I am trying to market that towards. And that's what I like put all of my like thought on. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's funny when people like see me and they're like, Oh, 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 (laughs) they're like, I thought this was, this was something that like, I, when I envision like knitting or crochet, <laughs> I envision like a grandma, Ma, yeah. like an old little lady yeah. on a rocking chair, yeah. you know, just watching <laughs> watching her grandkids run across the little right, yard. right, 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 so, and it's you, and it's you, a handsome catch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So listen, the marketing piece, it's you. I like what you do on Instagram. It's very mm-hmm. clean and crisp. Do yeah. you do any type of commercials? Are you thinking about doing like maybe utilizing that minute space of opportunity that we can video? Mm-hmm. Are you thinking of doing more of commercials or something? Yeah, actually, that's part of what I would like to do with my brand is just mm-hmm. expand it a little bit more. Yes. Um, I know I will be doing fall and winter collections Mm. and I'll also be doing spring and summer collections when people think about crochet and knitting they don't necessarily think about hot weather no we don't if you think about it if you look at people at festivals a lot of them are wearing crochet crop tops that's true if you think about people on beaches in the Bahamas they're wearing like coveralls (laughs) sarongs crochet bikinis and like you don't think about it but that's, that's something a, that yeah. I could make. You and could. so I'll be um, releasing those mm-hmm. collections soon. And mm-hmm. um, I'll actually be doing a couple of commercials sometime soon. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Do you find, Vimo, that you have to alter a little bit for your marketing um, at, at all? Or you're able to keep it 100? You don't, you can, <laughs> I mean, because you're a female. Right. And, and usually, typically, the music industry is pretty much, is it more male than it is female? Entertainment in general is always more male. There you go. Um, as far as executives mm-hmm. and people overlook us a lot. Um, but it's crazy because we're the largest consumers. That's like, what I said. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We, we, 
as women hold a lot of power and that's why they make so purchasing power exactly and whenever that's why they put so much eye candy on tv Mm -hmm. and commercials and that's why you have to look a certain way Mm -hmm. um i specifically am very quirky how i am Mm -hmm. and i just radiate a different type of energy Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily see myself competing with mainstream Mm -hmm. i feel like independent is moving you know in a certain direction and my biggest issue is that I have, I'm so multifaceted when it comes to who I am. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in a different division, like in radio, I'm like this, right. you know, and when I'm managing artists, I'm, you need to get this done. Ooh, so ooh, I ooh. have to be very boss. assertive. <laughs> boss. <laughs> I have to be very assertive because uh, especially male artists and even female artists tend to underestimate a, a woman in power. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a mindset. Mm-hmm. And my mentor as well, she, she doesn't, she's mm-hmm. untouchable. She's mm-hmm. like, no, I need this done in an hour. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I'm learning slowly that that's how I have to be. Cause I've been a radio personality for six years, mm-hmm. I, transitioning into something and being different on different levels per what I'm doing is an interesting transition for me because I'm always just Vimo, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I have to be multiple things to accomplish what I need to. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, when I'm designing, I'm artistic Vimo. And then when I'm on the radio, I'm radio personality. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm managing artists, I'm like assertive. And when I'm, managing a team i'm i still have to have that certain level of limited compassion and 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 assertiveness Mm -hmm. so it's like there has to be a dynamic for who i am and i'm very active in all the brands that i'm that i participate Mm -hmm. in so it's like my face is what people equate with my business Mm -hmm. and um a lot of people don't you know in, in a dominating um Entertainment is culturally dominating with African-American culture. Mm. That's period. Mm-hmm. So when they see a white woman as the face, it's kind of like, what is really going on here? So what is really going what on? What is here? really going on here? So I'm being honest. A lot of people, you know, when, if they hear my voice first, they have no idea what I look like. So then when I tell them my social media, they're like, is this you? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. They have no idea. So and, and being taken seriously in this role and, and I have to be so transparent yes. because people have to know who I am. Yes. You know, if I'm not, they make assumptions and that's where the disconnect between my mm-hmm. audience and me is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to, you know, be exactly what I need to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a very scary thing sometimes because I, I am the face, you know, like I'm not just Walmart with, you know, the little logo, mm-hmm. uh, especially with our time and, and our group of our generation is a face audience. Mm-hmm. They like to put faces with people. That's what we tell artists all the time. If you're not showing your face, your brand is not going right. to sell right. like it should. Um, because people pay more attention to the character and the, the persona and the, the personality behind everything, especially in entertainment. Mm -hmm. So whether it's clothing, they're looking for a face, whether it's um, radio, they're looking for a face mixed with that personality that they like. And, you know, you're going to get more attention the more Mm -hmm. you personalize that. And so being transparent is something that I've always been working on because I can be very secretive sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, I had to learn that people have to know who I am. Mm-hmm. Like they can't just, yes. uh, you know, they yeah. can't, they can't just assume because 
when they start making assumptions, that's when bad things happen for me, right. especially me. So I have to be careful the way I'm portraying myself in situations. And I'm, I'm raw, rawly me. I mean, I still wear my piercings in executive offices because that's who I am. Who you you know, I can't change that, but I'm genuine. And mm-hmm. I feel like people attract themselves to genuine, mm-hmm. you know, it, whether you have your face on your brand or not, mm-hmm. your stuff is going to sell. And that's great. You know, and if you do want to transition, that's great too. Mm-hmm. But in entertainment, like it's so, I mean, your posters are everywhere. You know, you have to be, you're, you're on Facebook live, you know, you have to be, Hey, <laughs> you know, you have to be there, yes, you know, you and you have to be, present. you have to be present or people are going to overlook you more than none. So it's so relevant. Like I have to make videos every other day. So people know I'm alive. (laughs) My Snapchat is a key marketing tool to my life, you know, and that's just, that's what it is. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit more about what separates you from other people in your markets. What makes you so special as a consumer? Why would I (laughs) want to be a part of that? Why would I want to invest that? We're going to talk about that when we come back. You're tuned in to MOC Radio. We are, we are the station with the most flavor. MOCRadio.com.
Welcome back. This is part three of RCR Presents Real Discussions, and today's topic is the young entrepreneurs. Awesome people sitting across from me today, and I am being seduced by all of this <laughs> wonderful product here that Vince Vincent has done. So this is awesome. I know, Makaili, are you watching? Are you watching your brother on TV? Because look, right, he made this for his sister. It's wonderful. It feels great, right? Yeah. It says MLK lines. I don't think I'm doing a very good job. And let me put the <laughs> mic down so you guys can see. So it's MLK lines. Go like, am I yep, on the black side. It's on the black side, right? Mm -hmm. Other side. On this side. Yeah, yeah right there. You see me? So I'm yeah. Go, yeah. go, right, right. Yeah. Big brother did that. <laughs> Crocheting and knitting and doing all this stuff. So we have some wonderful product here because I wanted people to see um, the little booties. And you see the little booty? Like yeah. you crochet that. The detail on this is just amazing. Like you, you, you're doing this. And so when you, um, I got some needles here, so be careful. So this is beautiful. This is awesome. This is way up my alley. People that know me know that I always, I'm always in scarves. So I have one, I bought one for a bestie of mine and he loves it. And this is the infamous infinity scarf, right? So yes, Vincent, can you stand up and show the people what that looks like sure. and wrap that around? This is one of your faves, isn't it? Yes. Right. So let's show the people what it looks like. So it's an infinity, and you made that. Yes, from start to finish. From start to finish. And how long does it take you to make something like that, typically? So this one actually is one of the bigger ones, but it's one of my favorites because I can actually make these pretty quick. This mm. is maybe a two-and-a-half-hour scarf. Two-and-a-half hours. Uh, Look something. at that. So you normally just pop it over your head. Yeah. You can wear it once, and it just hangs low, and it ends like... A little below my waist and um, double twist and flip it over like if you're in New York or New Jersey and it's snowing like this yeah. is to keep you warm. Nice. Nice. Overcoat nice. or something. Nice. And sometimes when women put it over their head, right? Yeah, they like wear like a little like hoodie. A hood, yeah. They do like a hood or something like that. Yep. So that's awesome. And so then you made you've made that you made this hat as well, yes. right? The quality on this is is phenomenal. I see your indie artists in this. I I see that <laughs> for your indie artists. Don't you see it just hanging off their head, yeah. like really chilling and doing it? We might have to get them you, on some commercials. You have to get them on some, <laughs> some commercials and modeling. See how young entrepreneurs grow. They think outside the box, and it's all about networking and connecting. I know why this is awesome, but I want you to kind of share with me what separates what you're doing. Because crocheting has been around for a long time. I used to crochet oh, yeah. when I was little, younger. Mm -hmm. You used to do it just to kind of kill time in the day. But yeah. just from a, you being a visionary and, and having your own business, what is it about your product that would be separated from what's already out on the market today? Okay, uh, that's a great question. So... For me, uh, after doing a lot of research and learning just the history about just crochet and knitting and how it's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, I think the thing that separates me the most um, is not only am I a guy, mm. but I'm a guy that likes to make the knitting and crochet experience a very personalized and unique experience between the two of us. Nice. And so for me, it's not just mass producing a singular item. Mm. For me, it's more about what do you want? Mm -hmm. What's your unique style? What's What do you want your uh, clothing and your knitwear to say about you? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. even though it's a very small thing, mm -hmm. um, if you're walking down the street with a scarf on, it does still say a lot about you right. prior to you even opening your mouth. Mm. And so for me, 
it's the connection between myself and my clientele that's really unique. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm not just somebody's grandma making it for their grandson <laughs> because they love them. I mean, it's still made with lots of love. Yeah, and it turned around very quickly. So the booties, something like this, how long does it take you to make this? So uh, things with like smaller stitches yes. are sometimes a little tricky for me just because my hands are kind of big mm-hmm. for like the uh, tools that are used. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so with uh, the baby booties, those may take about the same time mm-hmm. as me doing a really, really big scarf. Mm-hmm. And so those booties Thank there you. took me, I want to say three hours, mm. um, I guess an hour and a half. Per boot. Per boot. Yeah. <laughs> per boot. So, like a good movie or two. And uh, th- that's something that I like to do also when I create my products is not just uh, sit there. I like to sometimes listen to audiobooks mm-hmm. or watch a movie. Mm. Or it's not just, oh, let me sit down and yeah. make this. It's and not it a chore. A it's yeah. not a chore for you. It's still very passionate yeah. and it's socially done, mm-hmm. right? Because you're mm-hmm. in the midst of your family or wherever, you're just doing right. it, mm-hmm. watching a movie and just doing it. Yeah. So, does it. Does it have any impact on how you study? Like, how does it feed into your academic life and things like that? It just all blends in? Um, yeah. So that's the beautiful thing about crochet and knitting. Um, it's mobile. Mm. You take it where you are. Mm-hmm. It fits where you need it to fit. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I've graduated uh, in 2015. But when I was studying for, like, chemistry classes or, like, very uh, research-heavy type classes... Uh, this would be on the back burner, but it would be my release from like stress mm-hmm. or things where I don't feel like every anything's like going my way. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? Today we're just gonna sit down on this Saturday, go to a coffee shop and just knit something, mm-hmm. just relax. Mm-hmm. And so, as I, as I said before, it's like therapeutic, but it's also like the connection between the connection. Do you see your do you see your images on Ed Runways or fashion shows? Do you want to get there? I actually do. Mm. Um that's something that I want to do in the next like maybe year to five mm-hmm. years. Uh I wanna start off with uh doing local uh art shows mm-hmm. like uh Dogwood or things like that mm-hmm. where you can have your booth there mm. um and sell your sell your things mm-hmm. but i also do see myself working with people like vogue knitting and nice. all those other people because i've seen like some beautiful work done mm-hmm. but sometimes i don't feel like uh knitwear is featured enough mm. and so i really like to get that back on the runway mm-hmm. you can change that though i think mm-hmm. you could change it especially since now that you want to do seasons mm-hmm. you talked about that and the fact that there could be a whole swim line yeah uh, uh showcase mm-hmm. that you could do that would just wow people i don't think i've ever seen a crocheted uh yeah. swim line you right. know um and that great opportunity with colors and the sarongs and mm-hmm. everything that you talked about. I know it's very intense work, yeah. right? I guess, but the only, the only um, benefit in doing a runway show is that the models have to comply to the mm-hmm. sizes that you provided yeah. versus if you put it on the market for the consumer, then we're dealing with different dimensions of a woman's right. uh, upper body, right? right? The parts and the sizes and mm-hmm. cups and everything. And you and I, we talked about that before. So you don't think about that until you have to sit there and actually have to craft it and you're like oh my goodness it's very 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 different and unique for Mm -hmm. each person but yeah i think the show would be awesome because it's like that's the size i made 
That's yeah. the size I need somebody to fit. Right. There you have it. Especially being a guy too. Like mm-hmm. those are things that you don't necessarily think about from your youth right. up. Like right. I don't have to think about, okay, this bra, that bra, sizing, right. wires. Like I don't have to think about wires. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't have to think about that. And so from the, from the, uh, designer perspective, you have to be able to educate yourself yes. on like the details yes. of everything. And yes. so, yeah, I've, I've got it now. I've mm. got it now. Are you, are you sketching your images for your favorite, for your future show? Um, anything? not necessarily. Mm. I love to have an artist do that. Mm. Uh, I feel like I'm an artist yeah, you and are. I can draw very well, yeah. but I think that would be like a nice stepping stone or a platform for someone else to mm. showcase their work as well so mm. that it's a collaborative effort. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, Vimo. Let me get a drawing tablet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Now, Vimo, I'm going to come with the loaded guns because a lot okay. of questions and just a lot of excitement with the Grammys, right, this year yes. with Chance the Rapper. Okay. Right? First indie artist to win a Grammy. More than one Grammy, we know. Yeah. We don't know how many, but we think it was more than one. Mm-hmm. And he's not signed to a label. Right? right. So what is it about you, your brand, everything that you're doing and you're offering? Why would indie artists want to be with you when they could maybe be like Chance and do it on their own versus being in, in cahoots with you guys? I think, um, and... I'm going to speak on two different levels. Go ahead. Um, so me as my own brand, mm-hmm. as Vimo Star, mm-hmm. I am a critic. I'm a reviewer. I, you know, give very honest reviews. I know the industry mm-hmm. and I just love to help people like the, the sincere, it, like it's sincere, it's genuine. And so that's why I'm so involved with um, the world indiebillboards.com and my mentor and what she does as well um with her company and that's why i have um our sponsorship and our collaboration is so important Mm -hmm. because even with my company we still it's i'm so passionate about it so we Mm -hmm. still we bring it together collaboratively Mm -hmm. so what a lot of people fail to realize is even mainstream unsigned artists Mm -hmm. have help they have management they have um publicists mm-hmm. they have a team of people they have videographers mm-hmm. you know and that takes time to build and if you don't know how to if you don't know the business side of things you get stuck in the loop mm-hmm. and you get trashy videos your engineering comes out really badly nobody's looking at you your photographer has the worst pose of you possible mm. you know like mm. Not saying that there aren't (laughs) talented people out there doing that stuff that is beneficial to artists, but we provide, like I said earlier, the first ever royalties association for independent artists. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Huge. That's huge. Nobody's doing that. And that's why one of the reasons why I'm so passionate is because we're educated to know that you can make money without a label. Mm. If you want to do it by yourself, we're not forcing you to be with us. Right. You know, like we're just not because we want people who want help. Um, but it's the fact that you as an artist should be expanding. Mm -hmm. You should be looking for exposure. And I, I guess people are so apprehensive because a lot of companies aren't personable. Right. Uh, when it comes to this industry and, um, Yamaya and I, the CEO, are very personable um, when it comes to 
this as it is our passion. Mm-hmm. It's what we're passionate about. We're active with the artists. We evaluate each social media uh, platform. We make sure that you're active everywhere. Now, we don't force you to do anything, but we give you the gems of the trade that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. Nobody, the, the labels don't want you to be educated because they want to sell you flaky deals. Mm. We're not worried about deals here because she's an investor. And if she invests in you independently, right. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're signed or trapped, but that means that she provided money for you mm-hmm. to do further in your career. Right, right. And that's the same with the platform. We offer a lot of free resources that don't, that aren't offered anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's marketing or analyzation, I, you know, even myself as an artist specialist, I go through and if an artist, I ask them candidly, we both do, um, do you have any fans? Do you have fans? Mm-hmm. How many people are interactive with you? Are people buying your music? If people aren't buying your music, there's no reason why you shouldn't be reaching out to us. <laughs> you know, if you're not paid from what you're doing, if you, if all your music is out there free, even if it's on iTunes, nine times out of 10, you're not getting the, the deal that you should be because mm. you have to go through a digital distribu- distributor. Um, there's so many facets of this industry mm. and with music and radio. And why do you pay to be played on mainstream Mm. when if you get fans to vote for you with us, it's free. Free. We give you spins. If Mm. you have really great music, we're going to play it. Right. You know, it's a love of the art Mm. and it's not just a business. I mean, we're here because it makes money too. It's a billion dollar industry, but more importantly, we worry about the artists Mm -hmm. over. I don't know if that's me, but hopefully you guys can't hear it. Um, But you know, there is, so many people out here just for the money Mm -hmm. and we're not requiring the artists to pay anything. We say right now it's free. If you chart, this is the part I haven't even got to yet. So if you chart 28 weeks, which means you're actively getting votes and your fan base is going up and you're winning in your genre each week Mm -hmm. at the end of the year, I'm going to Miami with uh, the CEO. We're having the first ever World Indie Billboards Music Association Awards, which Artist of the Year, who has charted those 28 weeks, takes on $500,000 and a distribution Are deal. Are you serious? Yes. This is an investment. She's an investor. She's literally, this is all in-house funded. You're going to make me start writing <laughs> music. I told her, I said, if one of these artists don't act right, I'm going to start producing an album real quick, you know, because this is crazy. This is bananas. Yes. So, um, and she's an artist. She's on SoundCloud too. You know, like Queen the Artist, she's on there. You can see how passionate she is. She's everywhere, you know, and that's why she's my mentor. That's why she funds me. That's why she sponsors me. Mm. And that's why we're in so, so much you know, collaboration mm-hmm. with both of our businesses to help artists and to help the arts. Uh, Higher Art Radio, my radio on Thursdays and Sundays is th- Sundays nights is that we're here to recognize the the different facets of art mm-hmm. and to bring that community together all over the world. And soon I want to start doing live events here and live streaming them too, mm-hmm. where we're doing open mic events and things like that. But really it's revolutionizing this industry to, to see independent professionals differently. Uh, I can be a syndicated independent professional. I'm Mm -hmm. a syndicated radio host. that's independent. Right. I just have one sponsor that is not mainstream, you know, but it's still getting the same impact. It's still 
you know, helping people. It's still making a difference. We're still educating people differently. And I think that's the big goal. Mm-hmm. I do, think. You, do you think that FM radio will go away in a couple of years? I, I don't think in a couple of years. I think it's a slowly dying movement. Like AM radio. I know I'm talking e- something you don't remember. E- yeah. <laughs> AM radio. I mean, everything was on AM. Like my studio audience is smiling because they remember. A- AM radio was it before FM. Yeah. And then FM came. And so yeah. now, just based on what you're saying and sharing, and just the fact that we're on internet uh, radio now. Eventually. Right? Yeah. I think so. Eventually. I don't think it's going to be dying as slow, you know, as fast as AM. Right. I think, right. I think because FM still has so much money put into it from higher uh, yeah. you know of uh, not higher that's my company <laughs> uh-huh. from iheart radio yes. and different Just corporations yeah in general. Cor- corporations are still putting in money because advertising is a big deal but Huge. the thing the thing is is advertising is becoming more prominent in online than it is you know fm because mm. your audience is starting to expand yeah and yeah. starting to buy online purchasing is mm-hmm. skyrocketed mm-hmm. so when you look at how the market is transitioning I don't think FM will be here for, or it won't be as as significant. It, yeah, it, probably. And I right? think I think it's becoming less significant every day. Yeah. And, and I I don't say that with any offense to FM, no. but you know, or those corporations. But I feel like the money should be put elsewhere, mm-hmm. and I feel like the money should be invested elsewhere to reach a larger audience and to unite people. Yeah. You know, I think we're so divided. Mm-hmm. I know. think it's slightly annoying because when you do plug into, because I have. Satellite, right? I have right. satellite and I'm looking at them with the side eye because um, they playing the same stuff all the time. Yeah. And then I find myself, I am on internet radio like all the time. All People the time. that know me, I'm on internet radio mo- without question, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday from the time I get up right. to the time I get home. Because once I get home in the evening, um, I shut it off and then I focus on what I need to do in my home. But right. throughout the day, I'm literally in meetings really? with the white earbud in one ear listening. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, listening, right. <laughs> listening to the music I love to listen to. Um, supporting people while I'm doing that, making a comment on the Facebook or wherever right. they chatting, and and that's it. There is an industry, like there is a market for this. Yes, and it is. People are people fail to realize that, and I think artists do too. Artists think that the label is going to sign them and it's going to fix their life. Artists yeah, think they that do. you know, and it's a big stigma that the media has portrayed yeah. that is not real. Yeah, you know, y'all don't know anything about the business, but you. You want to deal. You know why? You're not even going to be able to know anything about Mm -hmm. a lawyer or revising your contract. Mm -hmm. So you're going to work harder for and get less. But they don't know. They They don't don't know. know. And that's that's why we're airing Monday through Friday. That's why we're talking so Mm -hmm. much with artists. That's why we're telling them about educating them about royalties. Before I started this, I didn't even know that the mainstream gave gave independent artists nine cents per a hundred plays. As TLC. I didn't, I didn't know that. I did not know that. So there's TLC. They know, you know, so, but that's the stigma. You Mm -hmm. know, it's not, people aren't being educated because the big dogs want to stay in their money. Right. And and keep recycling their money. Mm -hmm. So they buy out other media outlets. They they have different partnerships, you know, and, and that's crazy because even if you're signed, this is how they trick you. They say that you're, if you're signed, you're going to get more royalties, mm. which is true. You do get more royalties, but after you pay your label and everybody else, you're still you still left with nothing. the same amount that an independent artist gets paid. Right. So it's literally about allocating resources, yeah. putting them out there, giving uh, artists an option 
to and and a, and a hope to be independent and to make the money and ha- and quit your nine to five. Mm. You know, and this is for all business owners. Quit your nine to mm. five. You know, like <laughs> you know, not not right now if that's not what works for you. But you know, you have to make decisions based on you. Yes. And and the the point is to make it alive and to yes. make the dream real. Live your life. Live your dream. Yeah. As a consumer, I'm just kind of over FM because of all the commercials right. that you can't really get to the essence of the music. Right. And that's why I'm on different platforms and then the to get music what I is need. Trash. And it's crappy. It's trash. Yeah. The yeah. music is trash. It, it is pretty bad. And so you're doing the mixed cloud, the SoundCloud, the podcast, the what? internet radio, the you're doing whatever the block. You're uh, listening. Uh, I'm listening to blog talk. I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm on so anytime <laughs> I'm on FM is really for right. NPR radio, really to really get a unbiased sense of worldly information and that kind of thing. Because you we have to be knowledgeable. So you gotta plug into what appears to be happening in there now. But musically, I I don't look to them as a source. But even then, if you go, if you have XM, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Sirius Radio, Mm -hmm, Sirius mm -hmm, XM, mm -hmm. I think they have more selection of channels that that can educate you further. They do. And still, like, you know, being syndicated, people get the weird thing that if you're syndicated that you're mainstream like people just have they don't understand the terms very well mm-hmm. um so all that means is that we can play you know the more people that listen we get paid to do that we can put out as we get in mm-hmm. and that that's what's beautiful about it is that you go to one site you listen to our shows eventually the day is going to be filled it'll be a 24-hour station mm-hmm. so that's the goal is mm-hmm. we have unlimited looking for talk shows yeah i mean hey <laughs> we never know so um the point of a syndicated platform is that you can go 24 hours like a regular fm radio yes. and you can play as much music as you want you can play as many ads as you want and make it personalized to your audience mm-hmm. and whether like the night show tonight we're doing like seductive sundays or something sorry if you're like holy on sundays i don't know but we do try to keep it clean but you can say (laughs) that but you know like it it is you know like we get into the week with something you know a little bit different Mm -hmm. you know and and we bring it in differently and so we want we have different shows that appeal to different things like the brunch show is very informative for the industry Mm -hmm. and we play a lot of music we give a lot of recognition updates on the charts and stuff like that and then when we do nighttime shows it's it's a little bit different just Mm -hmm. like any you know any other place airing so when we go 24 hours i can only imagine the possibilities of all these different informative shows all these different real ads for from local businesses that matter or even global online companies that we start partnering with like the the possibilities are endless Mm -hmm. when you think about online syndicated radio awesome so awesome awesome we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about some of the things we're going to be working on in the future like what's in our mist right around the corner how you can get in contact with these wonderful entrepreneurs all that and more when we come back see you in a few you're tuned in to moc radio we are we are the station with the most flavor mocradio.com <laughs>
Hi, guys. And we're back. And we were excited today. Today, a lot of our commercial ads today were from Donna Hogan, DonnaHoganSells.com. We're just so excited. She's, she's an awesome realtor. So again, if you're interested in purchasing your first, your first home or selling your property or anything along that nature, just feel free to reach out to Donna. Her number is 404 404- Seven eight seven six five nine nine, and I think that's just a perfect segue because I have the young entrepreneurs here today, and they've just been enlightening us about their business, their brand, their passion, why they do what they do. And Vimo told us a couple of uh, parts ago how old you are. You are twenty one, and you'll be twenty two May. Right. I want y'all, I want that to sink in just a little bit. And Vincent, you are how old, sir? I'm not looking at I'm you. 23. How old is that? 23? 23, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Running businesses, calling yourselves CEOs and all of that. There's a lot of like generalizations we said during the break. Um, we always have good conversations during the break. We're sorry you miss it, but we need, <laughs> we need the green room time, right? Is that what they call it? <laughs> so we talk a little bit offline and it just, um, enhances the conversation when we bring it back on live for you guys. And I was asking them, what does it mean to be a millennial? And they were like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, rrr, rrr. like, isn't that really like your age group? Yes, no. Yeah. yeah. So is it that millennials don't really want to work for corporate or maybe they're a little <laughs> self-absorbed and they're really into social media more or they, the short, short attention span, like talk. Yeah, like, I've heard you, all of you've heard all those, yeah. those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I feel like, uh, it's a little bit different for everyone. Yes. Um, because the broad, like, blanket statements don't really catch everyone right. in there. But those don't come from nowhere. So there are people who are really focused on being a popular social media presence mm. and not necessarily having all the other credentials to back that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard things like people not wanting to work for corporate, but... There are plenty of people who want to do that and mm-hmm. continue like each corporate entity's legacy of sick, I mean, uh, legacy of excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like with each of those, it just doesn't always fit everyone. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would agree, Vima? I think um, kind of yes and no. Okay, I, I think. Um, I don't look particularly like working for corporate other than my mentor because mm-hmm. I know that I'm greater, like I'm destined for something greater. Mm-hmm. I feel like the purpose of corporate doesn't really fit me all the time. Mm-mm. And um, because I am a humanitarian, I'm an activist. I like to be involved with people more personally and sociably. And I don't know if that's a generational thing, but I think mm-hmm. that this generation and the millennials is the perfect time for people to feel empowered to do what they want to do. Not Mm. just our generation, but everybody. Everybody. I think Mm. we're kind of sparking the fire of really having that audacity. Like, Mm. you know, people are like, you know, Vimo, what, like, Oh, you think you think you got something for real? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're co-signing it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, you know, there's, but not everybody is made for this and not everybody is made for corporate. And I think, Sometimes as we get older and we establish who we are and we work for the people and we we have these big dreams, I think that sometimes 
we kind of get ourselves in check that way. Cause right. at first I was like, I don't want to work for people. And I've worked for several people. Mm-hmm. And every time it, I would just physically get sick Ooh. because my spirit is not there. Mm. And, and I'm, you know, I have to be where my presence needs me to be. Mm. And that's just how I am. Yes. You know, but nobody understands that unless you know me yeah. or you yeah. are in that position. Yeah. So I think this generation, I can speak for myself mm-hmm. and, you know, half and half. I think a lot of us are, you know, we just don't want to be in corporate because we don't mold in, to, in the appearance. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little bit intimidating yeah. to be in corporate. Mm-hmm. And I think we're more free spirited mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the time where millennials are sparking that fire for entrepreneurship everywhere. Yeah. What I tell people is because it is tough. It's hard to uh, be, you know, to try to come out and do something different. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do tell people this, that corporate will teach you some things. Yes. And the, <laughs> they are in the business to make money. Yes. Right. That's what they're going to do. That's their bottom line. So we have to learn how to take those artifacts right. and take those formulas and those models and use them and use them and tailor yeah. them the Vima way, the Vincent way that's going to work for us. So it's right. not all bad. I think no. that the people that are responsible in making that mechanism work isn't always the best person. That's what makes it a bad taste in one's mouth Mm -hmm. because they tend to take the humanistic side or the humanitarian side out of it. And they forget that it is people that are working to make this happen, to make this train go in this land of corporate America. So I tell people that, but have, you know, be a Harriet Tudman with your dream in the sense that you use that and you get what you can from it and you right. repurpose it yeah. in some kind of way. And that's the purpose for me working there for you my go. mentor. Like I learn new stuff about the corporate world all, all, the, the, all the time. And you know, for me going for an executive position, that was a big move for me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to work for someone else, yeah. but I feel comfortable working for the person that's teaching me. Right everything right. I need to know on right. how I can get to the audience yeah. better. Yeah. So there is so much to learn from other people yeah. and just to use it as a learning experience. Yeah. The years ago, that's how it was. Realistically, it was about career development and right. making sure that people that are rising above and really are putting in effort into making the company successful right. is duly rewarded for that. But now the times have changed. And right. so now it's all about, it's almost like a transactional relationship. My name is John. I'm leaving this money on the counter. I expect you to do what you need to do. And you take that money right. and it's very heartless yes. and coalless and names are barely exchanged in some regards. Mm-hmm. And so now is the time because you have so many platforms as you two have shown us through Snapchatting, Instagram, Facebook, you know, sponsoring your post and doing those type of things, mm-hmm. having a passion and saying, listen, I'm good at doing this, but I need more information in doing that. So right. I, I tip my hat to you both because you guys have surrounded yourselves with people that can pour into you to give you the information and knowledge yes. that you say, Hey, I don't know how to do this. I know how to do this particular thing, but I don't know how to do all things. Right. And for that, that's, what's going to give you guys longevity and everything that you're in, right. that you're doing. How, how can people get at you? Like from a social media, how can people find you? Vimo Star. What is that? Where can people find you? I am Vimo Star everywhere. Everywhere. If you're not everywhere, you're nowhere. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so Snapchat. And she's blushing when she said that. 
time. Love it. I say all the time. Um, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, just everywhere you can find me. Um, you can find my personal website at vmostar.com, uh, my company's website at imprintedsouls.com, my mentor's website at worldindiebillboards.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. All right. And then how can people give you the likes that you're chasing? Oh, getting some likes? yes. On Facebook, yes. where our goal is to get at least 500 likes because it's a new Facebook page that right. we just started called World Indie Billboards Association. If you do facebook.com slash World Indie Billboards Association, you will find us, like the page, share it, be a part of the revolution. All right. Awesome. Vincent, how can people find you, sir? Uh, it's pretty much similar everywhere. It's Vesuvio's Crafts, mm-hmm. V-I-S-U-V-I-O-S, mm. Vesuvio's Crafts. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we don't have an Instagram. I mean, we don't have a Snapchat. Yes. <laughs> um and I have my own website. It's not hosted by Etsy. Um, it is VesuviosCrafts.com. Awesome. And same thing for email. Awesome. Are we going to get YouTube channels? Are we going to get channels I'm in the maybe. future? Maybe yes. thinking about it because yes. people that's, are visual. Great place to do now. ads and commercials. Yeah. Just putting it out there. So yeah. we see you guys grow. But thank you guys for your time today. I think I thought it was awesome. It was very informative. <laughs> I think you lined up the, the studio today with your energy and your information and just your brands and your product. And we wish you nothing but more continued success in everything that you do for you guys that want to get at me the chick real chicks rock you know i'm everywhere as vimo said if you're not everywhere you're nowhere i'm not on snapchat i do have snapchat but i don't use it much but i'm gonna try to change Great that. Marketing give, give, give me a minute <laughs> get, working on my visuals to make that better but i am on instagram real chicks rock i'm on facebook i'm on twitter i'm on uh uh, LinkedIn, as Vimo said, I have LinkedIn as well. You can hit me on Gmail. Get at me if you got a question. I got the YouTube channel. Hey, check it out. We got some stuff out there. Go see what we're doing and all the wonderful people we've had some previous conversations with. But until next time, we we hope you enjoyed listening to RCR Presents Real Discussions. Until next time, you take care and continue to rock on. I bring myself I do